0: Psalm chapter 21, verse 1. To the overseer, that is, the chief musician, a psalm of David, Jehovah, in thy strength is the king joyful, in thy salvation how greatly he rejoiceth. King David was full of joy because of the strength of the Lord. That's what sustains us. To the desire of his heart thou gavest to him, and the request of his lips thou hast not withheld. Selah. King David didn't ask to be king. He never asked to be rich. He never asked the Lord for wives. What he always asked the Lord for was his salvation. And that the Lord would change his heart and his mind and forgive him of his sins and make him more righteous. He did give David the desires of his heart which was salvation. And that should be the desire of our heart, salvation, because salvation is forever. Anything else we could ask God for is going to go away at some point. It won't last forever, but when we ask him for salvation, it's eternal. 3 For thou puttest before him blessings of goodness, thou settest on his head a crown of fine gold. We could claim that was the king's crown, but he actually took his crown from another king that he had conquered, and it wasn't even his own crown. This is really talking about the crown of salvation. And all of us will get one of those crowns when we get to heaven. It will be a crown of salvation. For life he hath asked from thee, thou hast given to him, length of days, age during, and forever. See how he says forever? David did live until he was very old. But it says forever. David didn't live forever in his mortal body. So this is talking about eternal salvation. It's talking about his life as king, but that is a metaphor for what it's really talking about, which is salvation. 5. Great is his honor in thy salvation, honor and majesty thou placest on him. And that confirms that this metaphor is about salvation, which is eternal. It's not about David being king and having an earthly crown and living until he's old. It's really about him living forever and having a heavenly crown in heaven. How did David know that he was going to have a heavenly crown in heaven when he hadn't been there yet? There are many indications in the book of Psalm that David had visions of heaven and visions of Jesus on the cross, and visions of Jesus going to the cross, so we'll keep seeing evidence that he had visions. 6 For thou makest him blessings forever, thou dost cause him to rejoice with joy by thy countenance. David says, Even the way you look, Lord, makes me have joy. In his earthly life David never saw the Lord but in the visions he would have. 7. For the King is trusting in Jehovah, and in the kindness of the Most High he is not moved. God is not moved, and his kindness is what gives us joy. 8. Thy hand cometh to all thine enemies, thy right hand doth find thy haters. Jesus, who is the right hand of the Father, will come in vengeance on the great and terrible day of the Lord when men on earth are actually destroyed because they are enemies of God. This will come sometime during the tribulation. 9 Thou makest them as a furnace of life. At the time of thy presence, Jehovah in his anger doth swallow them, and fire doth devour them. At the end of days, the whole earth will get swallowed up in fire, and then it will get recreated. By that time, The saints will be with Jesus, so they won't experience that. 10. Their fruit from earth thou destroyest, and their seed from the sons of men. This is talking about the end of days. There's kind of a sequence of events that happens in the end of time. First, the Lord comes back and takes his bride up in the sky with him to heaven. That's all the people who are saved at that point. Then the Great Tribulation begins, and more people will get saved during the Tribulation. And a lot of those people will become martyrs for the Lord. They'll actually turn to Christ, but they'll get martyred during the Great Tribulation. And at the same time, those who don't love God, a lot of them will get diseases and suffer during the Great Tribulation as well, to cause them to repent, but most of them will never repent. And then the Lord will come back with an army, then there will be a thousand year millennial reign, and then after that is Armageddon. So it's kind of a series of events. And Armageddon is when all the nations try to battle Jesus, but they all fail without the battle beginning, because fire comes down from heaven and destroys them and the whole earth. And then the new heaven and the new earth are here eternally. Even though I have kind of a cursory understanding of it, nobody understands it completely. It's one of those things that we'll have to live through to fully understand. 11. For they stretch out against the evil. They devise a wicked device. They prevail not. Evil will not prevail in the end. The Lord allows evil to continue for a certain time period to test all of us. 12. For thou makest them a butt when thy strings thou preparest against their faces. He's saying, they become the lowest when the Lord attacks them. They become very low. All of these powerful, evil, elite people, when Jesus attacks them, they won't have any power anymore. 13. Be thou exalted, O Jehovah, in thy strength. We sing and we praise thy might. David is extolling the name of the Lord because of his power and his strength to win every battle. And you can tell by this psalm that David probably had visions of the end of days because that's what he's describing. He's describing the time before Armageddon and also before the thousand-year millennial reign. Even though nobody says it, King David was a prophet, but he isn't known for that. And that concludes Psalm chapter 21.